O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Monday, December 6th. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal-clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit. As it is written in Romans 10.17, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Bread Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Vayigash, and it means, And He Drew Near. Genesis 44, 31-45-7 Now if I come to your servant, my father, and the boy is not with us, since his own life is so bound up with his, when he sees that the boy is not with us, he will die, and your servants will send the white head of your servant, our father, down to Sheol in grief. Now your servant has pledged himself for the boy to my father, saying, If I do not bring him back to you, I shall stand guilty before my father forever. Therefore, please, let your servant remain as a slave to my lord instead of the boy, and let the boy go back with his brothers. For how can I go back to my father, unless the boy is with me? Let me not be witness to the woe that would overtake my father." Joseph could no longer control himself before all his attendants, and he cried out, Have everyone withdraw from me. So there was no one else about when Joseph made himself known to his brothers. His sobs were so loud that the Egyptians could hear, and so the news reached Pharaoh's palace. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still well? But his brothers could not answer him, so dumbfounded were they on account of him. Then Joseph said to his brothers, Come forward to me. And when they came forward, he said, I am Joseph, your brother, 
whom you sold into Egypt. Now do not be distressed or reproach yourselves because you sold me hither. It was to save life that Hashem sent me ahead of you. It is now two years that there has been famine in the land, and there are still five years to come in which there shall be no yield from tilling. Hashem has sent me ahead of you to ensure your survival on earth and to save your lives in an extraordinary deliverance. Hosea 4, 1-5-15 Hear the word of Hashem, O people of Israel, for Hashem has a case against the inhabitants of this land, because there is no honesty and no goodness and no obedience to Hashem in the land. False swearing, dishonesty, and murder, and theft and adultery are rife. Crime follows upon crime. For that... The earth is withered. Everything that dwells on it languishes. Beasts of the field and birds of the sky, even the fish of the sea, perish. Let no man rebuke, let no man protest. For this your people has a grievance against you, O Kohen. So you shall stumble by day, and by night a Navi shall stumble as well, and I will destroy your kindred. My people is destroyed because of your disobedience. Because you have rejected obedience, I reject you, as my Kohen, because you have spurned the teaching of your God, I in turn will spurn your children. The more they increased, the more they sinned against me. I will change their dignity to dishonor. They feed on my people's sin offerings, and so they can desire its iniquity. Therefore, the people shall fare like the Kohanim. I will punish it for its conduct, I will requite it for its deeds. Truly, they shall eat, but not be sated. They shall swill, but not be satisfied, because they have forsaken Hashem to practice lechery. Wine and new wine destroy the mind of my people. It consults its stick, its rod directs it. A lecherous impulse has made them go wrong, and they have strayed from submission to their God. They sacrifice on the mountaintops and offer on the hills, under oaks, poplars, and terebinths, whose shade is so pleasant. That is why their daughters fornicate, and their daughters-in-law commit adultery. I will not punish their daughters for fornicating, nor their daughters-in-law for committing adultery, for they themselves turn aside with whores and sacrifice with prostitutes. And a people that is without sense must stumble. If you are a lecher, Israel, let not Yehuda incur guilt. Do not come to Gilgal. Do not make pilgrimages to Bet Avon, and do not swear by Hashem. Ah, Israel has balked like a stubborn cow. Therefore Hashem will graze him on the range like a sheep. Ephraim is addicted to images. Let him be. They drink to excess. Their liquor turns against them. They love beyond measure. Disgrace is the gift which the wind is bringing. They shall garner shame from their sacrifices. Hear this, O Kohanim, attend, O house of Israel, and give ear, O royal house. For right conduct is your responsibility, but you have been a snare to Mitzbah, and a net spread out over Tavor. For when trappers dug deep pitfalls, I was the only reprover of them all. 
Yes, I have watched Ephraim. Israel has not escaped my notice. Behold, you have fornicated, O Ephraim. Israel has defiled himself. Their habits do not let them turn back to their God. Because of the lecherous impulse within them, they pay no heed to Hashem. Israel's pride shall be humbled before his very eyes, as Israel and Ephraim fall because of their sin, and Yehuda falls with them. Then they will go with their sheep and cattle to seek Hashem, but they will not find him. He has cast them off, because they have broken faith with Hashem, because they have begotten alien children. Therefore the new moon shall devour their portion. Sound a shofar in Giva, a trumpet in Ramah. Give the alarm in Bet-Avon. After you, Benjamin, Ephraim is stricken with horror. On a day of chastisement against the tribes of Israel, I proclaim certainties. The officers of Yehuda have acted like shifters of field boundaries. On them I will pour out my wrath like water. Ephraim is defrauded and robbed of redress because he has witlessly gone after futility. For it is I who am like rot to Ephraim, like decay to the house of Yehuda. Yet when Ephraim became aware of his sickness, Yehuda of his sores, Ephraim repaired to Assyria. He sent envoys to a patron king. He will never be able to cure you, will not heal you of your sores. No, I will be like a lion to Ephraim, like a great beast to the house of Yehuda. I will attack and stride away, carrying the prey that no one can rescue. And I will return to my abode till they realize their guilt. In their distress, they will seek me and beg for my favor. 2 John 1, 1 1-13 The elder unto the elect lady and her children, whom I, John, love in the truth, and not I only, but also all they that have known the truth. For the truth's sake which dwells in us and shall be with us forever, grace be with you, mercy and peace, from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. I rejoice greatly that I found of your children walking in truth, as we have received a commandment from the Father. And now I beseech you, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto you, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment, that, as you have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. For many deceivers are entered into the world, who confess not that Yeshua is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresses and abides not in the doctrine of Yeshua has not God. He that abides in the doctrine of Yeshua, he has both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him God speed. For he that bids him God speed is partaker of his evil deeds. Having many things to write to you, I would not write with paper and ink, but I trust to come to you and speak face to face, that our joy may be full. The children of your elect sister greet you. Amen. Psalm 125, 1-5 They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abides forever. 
As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about his people, from henceforth even forever. For the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous, lest the righteous put forth their hands to iniquity. Do good, O Lord, unto those that be good, and to them that are upright in their hearts. As for such as turn aside unto their crooked ways, the Lord shall lead them forth with the workers of iniquity, but peace shall be upon Israel. Proverbs 29, 9-11 If a wise man contends with a foolish man, whether he rage or laugh, there is no rest. The bloodthirsty hate the upright, but the just seek his soul. A fool utters all his mind, but a wise man keeps it in till afterwards. I want to speak to you today from the book of Hosea, and I'm going to circle back to the opening chapters of Hosea because it does really set the stage for the entire book. So the main audience of who Hosea is writing to, he's talking to the northern kingdom, the ten tribes of the north the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel. Recall that in 1 Kings 12, we read of the story of how Rehoboam and Jeroboam, there was a kingdom split. And Jeroboam became the king of the northern kingdom, the ten tribes of the north, and Rehoboam (coughs) was the king of the southern kingdom. So Hosea is told in the opening chapter of Hosea, he's going to do a prophetic action. And this is similar to a lot of the prophetic actions that God had Ezekiel do to act out the message. So what Hosea is told to do is to marry a harlot, an adulterous woman, a woman who is unfaithful. Why? Because she, Gomer, represents the northern kingdom. The northern kingdom. In God's eyes, whenever we commit idolatry, to him this is adultery. Spiritual idolatry is actually spiritual adultery. And the northern kingdom, their characteristics and their traits were, when they went off into exile, into captivity to Assyria, they forgot God, they forgot his name, they forgot the Torah, they forgot who they were. They were assimilated. For those of you who are Star Trek fans, just like the Borg comes along and assimilates entire nations and cultures and planets, and they say, you will be assimilated. Well, that's what happened to the Northern Kingdom. They were assimilated. They were taken away to Assyria and were assimilated. And they went into a lot of idolatry. So the Lord tells Hosea to marry this woman, Gomer, and then they have three children together, and the names of the three children are prophetic. They are a prophecy. The first child is a son, and his name is Jezreel, and Jezreel in Hebrew means God sows. And so that's a prophecy that God is going to sow them far away in other places. And in Hosea chapter 1 verse 4, For I will call his name Jezreel, for in a little while I will avenge the bloodshed of Jezreel on the house of Jehu and bring an end to the kingdom of the house of Israel. 
And then they had another child, a daughter, and her name, God tells him to name her Lo-Ruhamah. And Lo-Ruhamah in the Hebrew means showing no mercy. And in Hosea chapter 1, verse 6, it is written, Call her name Lo-Ruhamah, for I will no longer have mercy on the house of Israel, but I will utterly take them away. And then they have a third child. And in verse 9, God tells Hosea to name the third child Lo-Ami. And Lo-Ami means, You are not my people, and I will not be your God. So the relationship is utterly cut off. Now, when you think about the nature and the characteristics of us non-Jews who are believers, we believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We love the God of Israel. We believe in Yeshua, the Son. Um, Over the centuries, how have we evolved? What's the nature and the character of us Northern Kingdom people? Well, we have mixture. Of course, in the Catholic Church, there's uh, Mary worship, and uh, they put a lot of emphasis on the crucifix, on the cross, and on rosary beads, and all of that is a form of idolatry. And then in the mainstream Christian church, again, we have mixture. Now, a lot of times people are not aware of this, and they have good hearts and good intentions, and they just don't know any better. But Christmas Day is certainly not the day that Yeshua was born. And actually, its roots and origins have pagan roots and origins. And it was, uh, you know, a day of sun worship and worship of Tammuz and and all of that. So um, Christmas Day, it's not in the Bible. And Easter, same thing. The coloring of eggs and Easter bunnies and all of that, that's mixture. And that's not. And it's idolatry. And the Christmas tree If you read Jeremiah chapter 10, there's a very clear description where God is saying, don't be like all the other nations. They go out into the forest, they cut down a tree, they bring it in the house, they put it on a a stand, and they put silver and gold on it. Don't do that. Jeremiah chapter 10. So we have mixture even in the mainstream Christian world. So this is part of the nature and the character of the Northern Kingdom. We have been involved in spiritual adultery. Yet, these um, judgments that come upon the northern kingdom, God ends with a very hopeful, positive word. Hosea chapter 1, verse 10 and 11. Yet, the number of the children of Israel, that's the northern kingdom, shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured or numbered. And it shall come to pass in the place where it was said to them, You are not my people. There it shall be said to them, You are the sons of the living God. So that curse is going to be reversed. And then in Hosea 1 verse 11, Then the children of Judah, that's the southern kingdom, the Jews, And the children of Israel, that's the northern kingdom, the non-Jews, they shall be gathered together and appoint for themselves one head, and they shall come up out of the land, for great will be the day of Jezreel. So there's a day coming when the northern and southern kingdom will be reunited. They will become one kingdom once again, and they will appoint one leader who will rule over them, and that will be Yeshua. 
Hosea chapter further develops this idea that uh, Gomer represents the northern kingdom and she is a harlot and she chases after other lovers, but that there's going to be a day when she will return to the lover of her soul, to Yeshua. And so in Hosea chapter 2, she chases after other lovers, um, but then God says in verse 9, I will return and take away my grain in its time and my new wine in its season, and I will take back my wool and my linen given to cover her nakedness. And it goes on to say, I'm going to punish her, verse 13, for the days of the Baals to which she burned incense. And she decked herself with her earrings and jewelry and went after her lovers, and she forgot me. But then in verse 14, therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak comfort to her. Now, this is future prophetic. And again, this woman, Gomer, represents a whole people, the northern kingdom. And this is, I believe, speaking about the greater exodus to come, when it's time to come out of her, my people, when it's time to come out of Babylon, and it's time to go into the wilderness as a, as a group, as a, a remnant people, and where God is going to take care of us and minister to us. He says, I will speak comfort to her, and I will give her her vineyards from there, and the valley of Achor, and Achor means pain, will become a door of hope. And she shall sing there, as in the days of her youth, as in the day when she came up from the land of Egypt. So it's comparing this future day to the day when she came up out of Egypt. So were they f full of mixture and compromise, sin and harlots and idolatry when they left Egypt? Yes. What's the first thing they did when Moses was up on the mountain getting the Ten Commandments? They built a golden calf. Adultery. Verse 16, and it shall be in that day, again, this is future prophetic, says the Lord, that you will call me my husband and no longer call me my master. So he's going to renew his covenant with her, with us. He's going to ask us to marry him again. And this time, I hope, we hope, we'll get it right and we will say yes. And we will be faithful. Verse 17, For I will take from her mouth the names of the Baals, and they shall be remembered by their name no more. So we won't be calling him by the wrong name anymore. We won't call him Lord or God or Jesus. We'll call him Yahweh. We'll call him Yeshua. We'll call him Ishi, which means husband in Hebrew. In that day, I will make a covenant for them with the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, with the creeping things of the ground, bow and sword of battle, I will shatter from the earth to make them lie down safely. Now, verse 19, very, very encouraging. In fact, a whole beautiful worship song has been written based upon these verses. I will betroth you to me forever. Yes, I will betroth you to me in righteousness and justice, in loving kindness and in mercy. I will betroth you to me in faithfulness, and you shall know Yahweh. And in verse 23, Then I will sow her for myself in the earth, and I will have mercy on her who had not obtained mercy. So it's the reverse of the curse from chapter 1. And then I will say to those who were not my people, 
You are my people. And again, the reverse of the curse from chapter 1. And they shall say, You are my God. So as we continue in the book of Hosea, keep in mind that this book is written to us, not to the Jews. It's written to the non-Jews, to the believers in Yeshua who are not Jewish. Um, And so there's a lot we can learn and glean from this book. May we be faithful to him. May we love him in purity, in loving kindness, and in truth. And may we no longer go into compromise or mixture any longer. In Yeshua's name, Amen. Adonai The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.